0: Part 1 of Antigone. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Expatriate in Bangor, Maine. Antigone by Sophocles. Translated by Edward Hayes Plumtree, 1821-1891. to Part 1. Dramatis Personae. Creon, king of Thebes, Hamon, son of Creon, Tiresias, a seer, guard, first messenger, second messenger, Eurydice, wife of Creon, Antigone and Ismene, daughters of Oedipus, chorus of Theban elders. Argument After the death of Oedipus, Antigone and Ismene returned to Thebes and lived in the king's house with ateocles their brother but the seven great captains from argos whom polyniches had called to help him came against Thebes to destroy it and were hardly driven back and the two brothers having died by each other's hands the people of the city made creon their king as being wise and prudent and next of kin to the dead and he issued his decree that ateocles should be buried with due honor but that no man should dare to bury polyneices who had come purposing to lay waste the city and all the temples of the gods. Antigone Scene Thebes in front of the palace, early morning, hills in the distance on the left, on the right the city. Enter Antigone and Ismene. Antigone is mene mine own sister darling one is there of ills that sprang from oedipus one left that zeus will fail to bring on us the two who yet remain naught is there sad naught full of sorrow steeped in sin or shame but i have seen it in thy woes and mine and now what new decree is this they tell our captain has enjoined on all the state know'st thou hast heard Or are they hid from thee, the ills that come from foes upon our friends? Ismene. No tidings of our friends, Antigone, pleasant or painful, Since that hour have come, When we two sisters lost our brothers twain, In one day dying by a twofold blow. And since in this last night the Argive host has left the field, I nothing further know, Nor brightening fortune, nor increasing gloom. Antigone that knew i well and therefore sent for thee beyond the gates that thou mayst hear alone ismene what meanest thou it is but all too clear thou broodest darkly o'er some tale of woe Antigone, and dost not creon treat our brothers twain one with the rites of burial one with shame ateocles so say they he interred fitly with wonted rights as one held meat to pass with honour to the dead below but for the corpse of polyniches slain so piteously they say he has proclaimed to all the citizens that none should give his body burial or bewail his fate but leave it still unwept unsepulchred a prize full rich for birds that sent afar their sweet repast so creon bids they say creon the good commanding thee and me yes me i say and now is coming here to make it clear to those who know it not and counts the matter not a trivial thing but whoso does the things that he forbids for him there waits within the city walls the death of stoning thus then stands thy case and quickly thou wilt show if thou art born of noble nature or degenerate livest, base child of honoured parents ismene how could i O oh, daring in thy mood, in this our plight, or breaking law or keeping, aught, avail? Antigone. Wilt thou with me share risk and toil? Look to it. Ismene. What risk is this? What purpose fills thy mind? Antigone. Wilt thou help this my hand to lift the dead? Ismene. Meanest thou to bury him when law forbids? Antigone. He is my brother, yes, and thine, though thou wouldst fain he were not. I desert him not. Ismene, O daring one, when Creon bids thee not. Antigone, he has no right to keep me from mine own. Ismene, ah, me, remember, sister, how our sire perished with hate o'erwhelmed in infamy from evils that himself did bring to light with his own hand himself of eyes bereaving, and how his wife and mother, both in one, with twisted cordage, cast away her life, and thirdly, how our brothers in one day in suicidal conflict wrought the doom, each of the other, and we twain are left. And think, how much more wretchedly than all we twain shall perish, if against the law we brave our sovereign's edict and his power. This first we need remember— we were born women, as such, not made to strive with men, and next that they who reign surpass in strength, and we must bow to this, and worse than this. I, then, entreating those that dwell below to judge me leniently as forced to yield, will hearken to our rulers. Over zeal that still will meddle, little wisdom shows. Antigone, I will not ask thee, nor though thou shouldst wish to do it shouldst thou join with my consent do what thou wilt i go to bury him and good it were in doing this to die loved i shall be with him whom i have loved guilty of holiest crime more time is mine in which to share the favour of the dead than that of those who live for i shall rest for ever there but thou if thus thou please count as dishonoured what the gods approve I do them no dishonor, but I find myself too weak to war against the state. Antigone, make what excuse thou wilt. I go to rear a grave above the brother whom I love. Ismene, ah, wretched me, how much I fear for thee. Antigone, fear not for me, thine own fate raise safety. Ismene, At any rate, disclose this deed to none. Keep it close hidden. I will hide it too. Antigone, speak out. I bid thee, silent. Thou wilt be more hateful to me if thou fail to tell my deed to all men. Ismene, fiery is thy mood, although thy deeds the very blood might chill. Antigone, I know I please the souls I ought to please. Ismene, yes, if thou canst, Thou seek'st the impossible. Antigone. When strength shall fail me, then I'll cease to strive. Ismene. We should not hunt the impossible at all. Antigone. If thou speak thus, my hatred wilt thou gain, and rightly wilt be hated of the dead. Leave me and my ill counsel to endure this dreadful doom. I shall not suffer aught so evil as a death dishonorable. Ismene go then if so thou wilt of this be sure wild as thou art thy friends must love thee still exeunt enter chorus of theban elders strophe i chorus o light of yon bright sun fairest of all that ever shone on thebes thebes with her seven high gates thou didst appear that day eye of the golden dawn o'er Dirce's streams advancing Driving with quickened curb in haste of headlong flight, the warrior who, in panoply of proof from Argos, came with shield of glittering white, whom Polynices brought, roused by the strife of tongues against our fatherland, as eagle shrieking shrill, he hovered o'er our land with snow-white wing bedecked, begirt with myriad arms and flowing horsehair crests, antistrophe one he stood above our towers encircling with his spears all blood bestained the portals of our gates he went before he filled his jaw with blood of men ere the pine-fed hephaestus had seized our crown of towers so loud the battle din that ares loves was raised around his rear a conflict hard e'en for his dragon foe for breath of haughty speech zeus hateth evermore and seeing them advance with mighty rushing stream and clang of golden arms with brandished fire he hurls one who rushed eagerly from topmost battlement to shout out victory strophe two. crashing to earth he fell down smitten with his torch who came with madman's haste drunken with frenzied soul and swept o'er us with blasts the whirlwind blasts of hate thus on one side they fare and ares great like war-horse in his strength smiting now here now there brought each his several fate for seven chief warriors at the seven gates met equals with equals matched to zeus the lord of war left tribute arms of bronze all but the hateful ones who from one father and one mother sprung stood wielding hand to hand their two victorious spears and had their doom of death as common lot anti two, too but now since victory of mightiest name hath come to thebes of chariots proud joying and giving joy after these wars just past learn ye forgetfulness and all night long with dance and voice of hymns let us go round in state to all the shrines of gods while bacchus making thebes resound with dance begins the strain of joy but lo our country's king creon Menachus's son new ruler by new change and providence of god comes to us steering on some new device for lo he hath convened by herald's loud command this council of the elders of our land enter creon creon my friends for what concerns our commonwealth the gods who vexed it with the billowing storms have righted it again and i have sent by special summons calling you to come apart from all the others this in part as knowing ye did all along uphold the might of laia's throne in part again because when oedipus our country ruled and when he perished then towards his sons ye still were faithful in your steadfast mind and since they fell as by a double death both on the self same day with murderous blow smiting and being smitten now i hold their thrones and all their power of sovereignty by nearness of my kindred to the dead and hard it is to learn what each man is in heart and mind and judgment till he gain experience in princedom and in laws for me who e'er is called to guide a state and does not catch at counsels wise and good but holds his peace through any fear of man i deem him basest of all men that are and so have deemed long since. And whosoeer as worthier than his country counts his friend, I utterly despise him. I myself, Zeus, be my witness, who beholdeth all, would not keep silence, seeing danger come, instead of safety, to my subjects true. Nor could I take as friend my country's foe, for this I know that there our safety lies, and sailing while the good ship holds her course, we gather friends around us. By these rules and such as these, do I maintain this state. And now I come with edicts close allied to these in spirit for my citizens concerning those two sons of Oedipus. Eteocles, who died in deeds of might illustrious, fighting for our fatherland, to honour him with sepulture, all rites duly performed that to the noblest dead of right belong. Not so his brother. Him I speak of, Polyneces, who returned from exile sought with fire to desolate his father's city and the shrines of gods yes sought to glut his rage with blood of men and lead them captives to the bond slaves doom him i decree that none shall dare entomb that none shall utter wail or loud lament believe his corpse unburied by the dogs and vultures mangled foul to look upon such is my purpose ne'er if i can help shall the vile have more honour than the just. But whoso shows himself my country's friend, living or dead, from me shall honour gain. Chorus This is thy pleasure, O Manichaeus's son, for him who hated, him who loved our state, and thou hast power to make what laws thou wilt, both for the dead and all of us who live. Creon Be ye then guardians of the things I speak. Chorus Commit this task to one of younger years. Creon. Nay, watchmen are appointed for the corpse. Chorus. What other task, then, dost thou lay on us? Creon. Not to consent with those that disobey. Chorus. None are so foolish as to seek for death. Creon. Yet that shall be the doom. But love of gain hath oft with false hopes lured men to their death. Enter guard guard i will not say o king that i have come panting with speed and plying nimble feet for i had many halting points of thought backwards and forwards turning round and round for now my mind would give me sage advice poor wretch why go where thou must bear the blame or wilt thou tarry fool shall creon know these things from others how wilt thou scape grief revolving thus i came in haste yet slow and thus a short way finds itself prolonged but last of all to come to thee prevailed and though i tell of naught yet i will speak for this one hope i cling to might and main that i shall suffer naught but destiny Creon, what is it then that causes such dismay guard first for mine own share in it this i say the deed i did not do not know who did nor should i rightly come to ill for it Creon thou feel'st thy way and fencest up thy deed all round and round twould seem thou hast some news guard yea news of fear engenders long delay creon wilt thou not speak and then depart in peace guard well speak i will the corpse some one has been but now and buried it a little dust o'er the skin scattering with the wonted rites what say'st thou what man dared this deed of guilt guard i know not neither was there stroke of axe nor earth cast up by mattock all the soil was dry and hard no track of chariot wheel but he who did it went and left no sign and when the first day watchman showed it us the sight caused wonder and sore grief to all for he had disappeared no tomb indeed was over him but dust all lightly strown as by some hand that shunned defiling guilt and no sign was there of wild beast or dog having come and torn him evil words arose among us guard to guard imputing blame which might have come to blows and none was there to check its course for each to each appeared the man whose hand had done it yet not one had brought it home but each disclaimed all knowledge and we were ready in our hands to take bars of hot iron and to walk through fire and call the gods to witness none of us were privy to his schemes who planned the deed nor his who wrought it then at last when naught was gained by all our searching someone speaks who made us bend our gaze upon the ground in fear and trembling for we neither saw how to oppose it nor accepting it how we might prosper in it and his speech was this that all our tales should go to thee not hushed up anywise this gain the day and me ill-starred the lot condemns to win this precious prize so here i come to thee against my will and surely do i trow thou dost not wish to see me still tis true that no man loves the messenger of ill chorus for me my prince my mind sometime has thought if this perchance has some divine intent Creon cease then before thou fillest me with wrath lest thou be found though full of years a fool for what thou sayest is most intolerable that for this corpse the providence of gods has any care what have they buried him as to their patron paying honours high who came to waste their columned shrines with fire to desecrate their offerings and their lands and all their wonted customs dost thou see the gods approving men of evil deeds it is not so but men of rebel mood lifting their head in secret long ago still murmured thus against me never yet had they their neck beneath the yoke content to bear it with submission they i know have bribed these men to let the deed be done no thing in use by man for power of ill can equal money this lays cities low this drives men forth from quiet dwelling-place This warps and changes minds of worthiest stamp, to turn to deeds of baseness, teaching men all shifts of cunning, and to know the guilt of every impious deed. But they who hired have wrought this crime, have labored to their cost, or soon or late to pay the penalty. But if Zeus still claims any awe from me, know this, and with an oath I tell it thee, Unless ye find the very man whose hand has wrought this burial, and before mine eyes present him captive, death shall not suffice. Till first, hung up still living, ye shall show the story of this outrage, that henceforth, knowing what gain is lawful, ye may grasp at that, and learn it is not meet to love gain from all quarters. By base profit one you will see, more destroyed than prospering. Guard. May I then speak, or shall I turn and go? Creon. Cease not even yet, how vexing are thy words. Guard. Is it thine ears they trouble, or thy soul? Creon. Why dost thou gauge my trouble where it is? Guard. The doer grieves thy heart, but I thine ears. Creon. Pshaw! What a babbler! Born to prate, art thou. Guard. May be yet I this deed at least did not Creon, yes, and for money, selling e'en thy soul, guard, ah, oh me, how dire it is in thinking, false to think, Creon prate about thinking, but unless ye show to me the doers, ye shall say ere long that scoundrel gains still work their punishment, exit guard, God send we find him should we find him not as well may be for this must chance decide you will not see me coming here again for now being safe beyond all hope of mine beyond all thought i owe the gods much thanks exit strophe i chorus many the forms of life wondrous and strange to see but naught than man appears more wondrous and more strange he with the wintry gales o'er the white foaming sea, mid wild waves surging round, wendeth his way across. Earth of all gods, from ancient days the first, unworn and undecayed. He with his ploughs that travel o'er and o'er, furrowing with horse and mule, wears ever year by year. Antistrophe one, The thoughtless tribe of birds, the beasts that roam the fields, the brood in sea-depths born. He takes them all in nets knotted in snaring mesh. Man, wonderful in skill, and by his subtle arts he holds in sway the beasts that roam the fields or tread the mountain's height, and brings the binding yoke upon the neck of horse with shaggy mane or bull on mountain crest, untamable in strength. Strophe two, and speech and thought as swift as wind, and tempered mood for higher life of states. These he has learnt and how to flee or the clear cold of frost unkind or darts of storm and shower man all providing unprovided he meeteth no chance the coming days may bring only from hades still he fails to find escape though skill of art may teach him how to flee from depths of failed disease incurable